podcast. So, Chris, we're back. We're back. Hello, Joe. How are oh, you? I am fantastic, and I'm pretty happy because I'm on holidays. <clears throat> I was going to say, why are you so fantastic? But you just answered my own question. Bloody hell, it's hot. <clears throat> yeah, it's warm, isn't it? It's warm outside. Very warm. What are you? What have you been doing today? So today. What did I do today? I got up nice and early, got on the bike, went out for a 60k ride. How, old, how early is nice and early for you? Because when you say nice and early, I think 4.45 a.m. Mm, I was out of here at about 20 to 7. So I got up at about 5.30 or just wow. before 5.30. Just for anyone listening, that's a Sunday morning. 5.30 on a Sunday morning. It's just another sunny day. That's a powerful move. That's a powerful move. So yeah. So did did a did a nice bike ride. Yeah. Legs were a bit a bit um a bit heavy. And I think it's because I did that that hard training or a sequence of days, like from Sunday last week I went out for a ride out uh, not a ride, sorry, a run, um, Sydney Harbour. And then I just backed all that up, did some rides into work, did some strength training, and I decided to take Friday off. And um I think taking the Friday off Hold on a second. <laughs> My cousin's here. When I'm here. Okay. Yeah. Does he want to say hello in so Spanish on the microphone? Tell him to come say hello no, to the listeners. Oh, he's gone. We'll, he's gone. We'll get him. We'll get him back on later. Get him back on later. But um, because I um, because I took Friday off, I think, and then on Saturday I was just feeling kind of lazy. It, so I think the lesson learned is even if I take a day off, I should get out and do I don't know stretching or yoga or something because I think the body just goes into recovery mode and then you just feel like shit. So yeah, Saturday, I just like yesterday, I felt really lethargic. Had you really ridden much like during anything. the week? I felt quite lazy. I did two commute rides into work. But no, the, no the tough. The wind this week was insane. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah they were tough. They, but, they weren't fast. I was going to say they home. weren't. In the morning, ma- they were good. They weren't big mountain bike 60K rides. Very no, different no. to what you've been doing with more running and all that. Yeah. One thing I think I find with training is that whatever you do, your body adapts to pretty quickly. So if you've been doing hard stuff that isn't mountain bike riding, as soon as you do that again, even a week later, your body's going to go, oh, we're doing this again. So that could also yeah, be part yeah. of it. Oh, definitely what you were saying no, is part of it. I think it's a lack of active recovery. Okay. That's what killed me. And um, so, yeah, no, but today I felt heavy. But by the time I was done, like today, I feel good now. I yeah. feel like tomorrow, yeah, I'm sore, but I'll, I'll, I can smash out a ride and I can hit it hard. Nice. I can just feel it. Nice. Um, and plus my HIV this morning as well said, yeah, you're, you're probably about to overdo it. So back off. Just um, for the people listening, HIV stands for heart rate. Stands for, variability? Stands for google.com. Look it up. No, no. <laughs> but just in case people... Heart rate variability. Heart rate variability. Heart rate variability. Yeah. So it's, it's the time measured between each heartbeat. And the measurement in microseconds should be variable if you are in a recovered state. So if you are, if you, if you get a consistent time with every beat, yep. then that's a sign of overtraining that your, your nervous system is in a state of recovery. And therefore, you know, you shouldn't go out and do very strenuous exercise like, you know, anaerobic intervals or something like that. If, if you're in a recovery, recovery state, that's only just going to prolong the recovery or or worse if you keep doing it and not back off you get sick is that a so, I mean, um, i've heard about that but is that 
universally recognized or is that still the theory where, do, where does that it's, sit it's, it's it's universal okay it's definitely universal <clears throat> okay. and the weird thing is is sometimes you feel you feel really good but your hrv will tell you otherwise it'll say uh, you, you know you should probably take it easier today or you should not do anything at all rarely does it tell me that i shouldn't do anything at all but it does especially when i train hard it tells me yeah yeah you should probably do some active recovery today but i think what i've learned is uh this idea of not doing anything Mm. is probably not a good idea i think you need to do something for me anyway yeah take the dogs for a long walk yeah do a really big dump something something hard yeah 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 I think, um, yeah, it, it very much depends on what you've been doing and how your body responds. I guess everyone's quite different, but if you feel that, then you definitely need to make sure you're doing active recovery and active keeping everything ticking over for sure, for sure. Um, so 60 kilometers, what, what, what was after that? A delicious breakfast at the local press in Kingston what did with that, my wife. What did that, your wife. What did that involve? I had a vegan pancake, but I, I normally get some additions with my vegan pancake. A van cake? Vegan pancake. Yeah, they call those van cakes. Do they? Yeah. Everyone does. It's universal. No, well, you had... I, what did you have extra? A, I had a steak? E- extra ham. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You're like, I had a vegan pancake with um, a, li- a liter of milk and... Um, five live lambs. Just for all my all my vegan peeps out there. We've got apparently there's the half a million vegans. This is very popular on the vegan message boards, Beast Monkey. Yeah, I've been looking at the um the vegan. I've been stats. looking at the analytics in in uh in SoundCloud, and yeah, there's there's at least seven hundred fifty thousand vegans. It's funny that, that it tracks I, that. That are going to be very angry now. They're all based in the US. Yeah, <clears throat> all in mostly in Florida. About six hundred twenty thousand are in Florida, down in the Florida Keys. Mm. They've um, huge, huge swells of support from the Florida vegans, who are well aware that we don't follow any kind of. I mean, we eat vegan pancakes, but that's about it. And when I say we eat vegan pancakes, I mean you ate vegan pancakes this morning. Just me. Just you. Uh, if there's any vegan advertisers out there, let us know. We're very keen to do some um, vegan-friendly advertising. So promoting uh, vegan landscaping, vegan tilers, for like roof tilers, vegan juggling schools, any of that stuff. Vegan Christmas tree disposal. We're all for all of that. Hmm. <laughs> Yes. What else so, did you get at local press? <laughs> oh, what else did I get? Oh, I got this. Um, they do a very good smoothie, salted. What is it? Salted caramel peanut. Oh. Salted caramel. Yeah, and peanut um smoothie. So it's just got lots of lots of good fats and antioxidants. You know, they put some berries in there, coconut milk. Delicious. My mouth has started so, watering as soon as you said that. Yeah, then my mum made empanadas, and uh, uh-huh. quite quite a few people will know what those those are. But those that don't, it's basically like a Spanish meat pie. She she made them like homemade oven ones, right? So I get home, 
and um, I couldn't help myself. How so many empanadas did you have? I had four, I think. I could have had a, another couple, but then I restrained myself. Can I ask, um, did you accidentally chomp on an olive and hurt your teeth? No. No, because you're, you're an expert. That's right. The very first time I ever had an empanada, it was beautiful, and I didn't realize there were seeded olives in there. And I went... <coughs> and it hurts. And so you broke much. a tooth? I didn't break a tooth because my teeth are made of solid granite. I have such hard teeth. Jaws. Is granite... Jaws. Is granite solid? No, granite's not that good. Actually, no, granite's pretty good. Marble? Marble? Mm, S- don't know. Steel? So, Titanium? So when, you get a, when you get a kitchen bench, what do you get? You get granite. You don't get marble, do you? Titanium? Maybe marble's harder. Don't know. Pearl? T- Diamond? Titanium. Diamond? Titanium's kind of heavy. Anyway, I've got a lot, mm. I drank a lot of milk growing up. And I've heard a lot of... Um, I've heard a lot of bad things about it. I've heard a lot of bad things about um, <laughs> drinking two liters of milk a day. Drinking two liters of milk a day didn't do me any harm. It's it's real it's real good for your immune system. Uh, look, it, I'll tell you one thing it helped with. <laughs> rock, yeah, rock hard. It's bones, bones, really solid, strong bones. Hold on a second. One of my dogs is now barking. No, he stopped. Hopefully he doesn't. He wants to join in. Can you hear them? Can you hear them in the background? Gorman, I can hear him. Gorman, come. Unless I shut the dog flap, I pretty much have to pat him non-stop. I have him just sitting at my side. I don't know if you can see him there. He needs attention. He he doesn't always need attention. It's just when I'm doing something, he's like, who are you talking to? I'm like, I'm talking to everybody. Uh, Can I ask you to quickly... uh, Wait, where are we up to? Where are we up to? Local press, empanadas. What time was this? Where are em, we up to? Empanada. 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 So try, empanada. 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 Empanadas. Yep. Empanadas. Yep. Yep. That's good. And what else? What did you, what happened after that? Shopping. Would you, shopping. Christmas shopping. What'd you buy? Surprises. Surprises for people. And if I if I tell you what they were then it will spoil the surprise. But I did get myself a pair of runners. Oh, good. That I'm u- good. What'd you get? Uh, trail running. Um, sneakers made by, I think they're Brooks. Oh, yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah, Comfy. they're good. It was either that or a pair of Salomons, but the Salomons are not quite, not as comfortable. Yeah. So if I, was, if I was running trails every single day, I probably would have gotten the, the Salomons, but yeah. They're good. Nice. Now chuck the other ones out because they're trashed. <laughs> and how about you? What have you been doing? I I woke up maybe 11. Got up, flicked on the NBA, made myself some breakfast, watched a few games. Saw a little bit of the Toronto-Philadelphia uh, game, watched the Australian Ben Simmons and Jonah Bolden do well. Um, it's amazing now having having this Australian guy who's pretty much going to be one of the all-time greats of all time. That's unreal. This Ben Simmons guy. Like, think about the greatest soccer players of all time, not just right now, all time. There's going to be an Australian who's there in that level with basketball, like up there with Michael Jordan and LeBron James and Magic Johnson and all that, and Russell Westbrook. Is that a fact? That's 100% fact. 
What's his name? Ben Simmons. I actually played with his dad with the Cannons back in 2001. His dad's an American called Dave Simmons. But Ben was born over here and moved back to go to like last year of high school or something in college. And then he Salary, $5.9 million US mm. in 2016. Because he's still so on that rookie mean. contract. Because he's only in his second year. He was the rookie of the year last year. In number one draft pick. He's a six foot ten point guard. Think about that. <laughs> that yeah, that means very little to me because I know okay. sweet all about basketball. You know uh the guys who bring the ball up the court, the shortest guys usually, the little fast mm-hmm. guards like John Stockton or Steve Nash or Alan Iverson, usually about six foot, six foot one, six foot two, maybe six four. This guy's six foot ten and he plays that position. So he brings the ball up the court, calls all the plays. We haven't seen a top level point guard that size since Magic Johnson, who could be who's like a superstar. It's crazy. So when did he move over to in grade seven while attending White Fries College? Blah 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 blah. So when did he go to the US? Oh like year eleven or twelve. Do, 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 do. Yep, 2013, he moved to the US yeah. to compete against boys of comparable size and athleticism. He moved to the Montverde Academy in Montverde, Florida, mm. where he immediately started playing. Cool, cool, cool. He um, College career. It's a bit trippy for me because I still remember when he was like four years old. He would like come to some trainings and he'd be like, you know, those little kids who want to chase after the loose balls and pass them to you and stuff. Like when a little kid does that, I still have memories of him doing that at trainings. And then I see him now and he's just this, like, you don't see this kid for for 20 years and you see... How old was he? Four. So he was two years old. Two or three. At the time. You should have got him to sign a sign the basketball, um, like the basketball card or something. Really he couldn't really write. Could that. He couldn't really write at that age. Just make him write. Anyway, his dad was the nicest guy in the world. Really cool guy. Good old Dave. He was at the end of his Should have taken a photo of him. Turned it into a basketball card and got him to scribble <laughs> on it. His pre-rookie card. Anyway, so I watched some basketball, um, had some food, had a shower, went shopping, did some Christmas shopping, um, bought a few surprises. Bought a, bought a Christmas tree. I sent you a photo of it. If you pick up your phone, Joe, you can see my Christmas tree I bought. I sent you a photo of it. That, I, put, it put that up on the, on the Facebook page. Is that, is that a real pine tree? That's a like, real tree. I bought too. a real tree from Bunnings and um, put some little lightweight LEDs on it and some decorations around. It looks good, hey? It does look good. Cinnamon. It looks big, but it's, but it's not. It's about... It's, that photo looks a bit weird. And then you... Yeah. When you look at it a bit closer, it's, you realize it's actually on a bench. It's three feet tall total, I would say. Um, two feet, a foot of pot and then two feet of plant. So I'm very happy with it. I like the living Christmas trees. I had a living Christmas tree years ago. Um, and how, how So you only put that up today? Yeah. That's awesome because we just did the same thing too. We only just put ours up. Oh, nice. Yeah, I think that's a beast monkey tradition is to leave Christmas trees till the last minute. It's great. Yeah, because you don't want to... Um, it's almost disrespectful to my birthday on the 10th if you put mm. up Christmas stuff too soon. 
Yeah, exactly. And then take it down on Boxing Day. Oh, I I think take it down just around New Year's. I think. No, 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 no. Take it down on the twenty sixth, like at the, the the stroke of midnight. Take it down take at midday. Mid, take it down during Christmas lunch. Hold on, you keep talking for one second. I'll put the dog <laughs> flap in. Hold on. I don't know why I find that so funny, but that's hilarious. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I absolutely love that. Imagine that. Have you have your family over for Christmas lunch, and then you just you just burn it. <laughs> you use an axe. You say excuse me. And you like pick up a serviette and clean the corners of your mouth, and then you've got an axe leaning on the Christmas table, and you pick it up and you walk over and you just—it's a full big one, and it's a living one in a pot. You don't even have to kill it, and you just chop it down. <laughs> and um, I have a question for you. Yeah. So as I mentioned before, I put up my my list of top 10 tracks hip-hop tracks oh, okay let's for people who didn't hear the last episode we decided we were going to do a beast monkey uh hip-hop list our top hip-hop tracks of all time 10 each and you've got your 10 already 10 each. i do it's hard it's hard and, and what i've realized is it's it's basically impossible to build a list and not miss out on like a hundred other tracks. So many miss. It's, it's, it's too hard. Yeah. You miss out on so much. So I tried to pick a list of of tracks that I consider to be great, but also lyrically great. Okay. And our rule was that no artist in, in our 10 could be repeated twice. Uh, correct. Yeah. Which I'm pretty sure I avoided. So I'll go through my list. I want to hear it. And then you can think about yours. So, um, and then no particular order. So yeah. check the... Check the technique by Gangsta. Nice. So that was oh yes. Stepping in the arena. Um, Juicy by the Notorious B.I.G. Mm. Great track. Ambitions as a writer of uh, Tupac's All Eyes on Me, and I did say it during the last podcast that that album's kind of poppy, but I love that track. That yep. track is yep. amazing. Uh, American Beauty by Cormega of the Realness album that I also mentioned. Yeah. Um, at the last podcast, which is the the. Can album you give me the that, years um, these albums were roughly? Uh, if you, if so, you know them, no rush, no problem if you don't. So, Step in the Arena was 88? No, 91. 91. Step in the Arena is 91. Oh, damn. Okay. Um, Ready to Die was 95, I think it was. All Eyes on Me, I think, was 96. Uh, American Beauty was 2001. Mm-hmm. I, I'm like probably totally wrong here. No, those, those um, ones sound about right. Yeah. MCs act like they don't know me. By KRS One. He's ready to die. The double album. Yes. Or is it the one before? No, no, no. It's the no, one before. It's, um, it's the one before it actually. Because the yeah, double album was Life After Death. Is that Correct. One? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Ready to Die. I think is only a single. Yeah. Um. Then KRS One. Yeah. MCs act like they don't know. So does that count? Because it's got Primo. No, it's only if the artist's name was the same. Okay, cool. So you could have 10 tracks if they were all featuring the same artist, but the main artist was someone else. You could have 10 of them. So if you were obsessed with a single rapper, you could have 10 songs that feature Tupac as long as he's, as long as he's not the key artist. Like theoretically... Put it on. You could have... By Big L. Yeah, yeah, put it on. That. 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 Smooth Operator by Big Daddy Kane. 
What album's that off? Ah, uh, shit. You got me there. Because I don't know that one. Do, 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 do. Big Daddy Kane. You know what we need? What? We need, we need a young Jamie. <laughs> we need young Jamie here to um, do these searches for us. Um, so, Smooth Operator is the lead single release from Big Daddy Kane's second album, It's a Big Daddy Thing, arguably one of Big Daddy Kane's most popular songs. The song topped in the newly formed Billboard Hip Hop uh, hot rap singles chart and was hit on the R&B and dance charts picking at number 11 on 17 on the charts respectively the song samples All Night Long by Mary Jane Girls actor and comedian Chris Rock appears in the music video getting his hair cut he appears 2 minutes and 23 seconds into the video yep so that song came out in 1989 um, Shut Him Down by Public Enemy and Nostalgia by Marco Polo uh, and Ma- Master Ace. <clears throat> there you go. So, I think many listeners will agree that hip hop fans that that's that's a pretty cool, funky track list. It's cool. It's a it's good cool. fun. It's a fun track list. It'll get you motivated. Uh, it'll get you um, nodding your head. And uh, yeah, I'm excited about Check- that. Check those tracks out. Enjoy them. I'm excited about... I have to ask you, and I'll let you decide. Do you want to have the first track or the last track out of our 20 tracks? Because we're going to alternate. So you, me, you, me, you, me. Um, Let's go with you. Okay. Um, Because I've got my preliminary 10. This isn't my final 10, but I've got my working tracks. I know some of these are going to go, but I think about five of them will probably stay. Do you want to hear them? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. See What I Can Pull by Devin the Dude. You know that one? What album's that one off? Um, I'll play you the intro to it because we can play the intro. We can play the first five seconds of stuff so you know what it sounds did you? like. Okay, cool. Did you did you say you, you sent me a list or something? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a great track. That's a good track. So that's my first one. Um, yeah, I sent you a link to this um, playlist, but it might not have come through. And then, actually, I could play you the first 10 seconds of, of them and see if you can pick them. Because I think yep. listeners might enjoy that too, that little challenge. Yeah, let's do that. I think you might know this one. I think we should apologize though for the shitty sound quality. Uh, but definitely. I apologize in advance. You know that? The scary thing is, is that I'm, I'm, I know who it is. I just can't remember the name because I have this terrible memory, dude. My yeah. memory is just. But you know the song. The you remember the song, though. Yeah, man. It's um. God damn it. Oh man. It's like when Andres was here in '97. Yeah. He bought that CD. 
Um, oh, dude. <laughs> Do you want to tell you? Yes. So it's Das Effects off their second album ah. with Rap Scholar, the superior version that isn't featuring Red Man, the video version, because the album version has Red Man on it and it got re-recorded and I don't like it. It's too clean and they say yep. a few things different and they miss one of their verses because they cut one of their verses out to add Red Man and it doesn't work for me. Good choice, um, good choice. After that... Hey, yo. Hey, yo. Check this dope-ass beat out. So that, that's where you first heard Menace Clan? Yeah, first heard Menace Clan on the Ghetto Boys uh, Resurrection album on the track blind, track 7, The Blind Leading the Blind. I know every word to the, every verse of that, back to front. It just pops in my head. I'll be, I'll be running, like we we're talking about running and getting lost in his own. And I'll be running along and I'll just get halfway through that song. We'll just start playing in my head. I anticipated that you would be putting Kato Boys on your list, so yeah. I scratched um, uh, my mind's playing tricks. Ah, I was um, so close to putting mind playing tricks on me, but yeah, I couldn't leave off this way. I killed two birds with one stone because I think Scarface and Willie D both have mad verses on this, but the the Menace Clan boys, both of them, have amazing verses on that, and so that just ticks two boxes for me. I love that track so much. Next up. G-Dep. G-Dep, head over wheels. You got that one so quick. Head over wheels, G-Dep, off one of his bootleg albums. That was before he had a record deal. And DJ Premier picked it up and remixed it on the uh, New York Reality Check 101. Do you know what sample... What track that samples? No, I don't. But I think he was the first one to sample it. I still remember on the liner notes of the 94 Gangstar album, Hard to Earn, they, they, sh- they gave a shout out to two, two rap groups or two rappers or two, two people. Premier said, I'd like to shout out to the top um, underground rap crews in New York, Wu-Tang Clan and also to G-Dep. <laughs> this was before the first Wu-Tang album had come out. And he was like, yeah, these are the best ones out there right now. And if you, you listen, the styles they were rapping with were just something that hadn't been heard yet. Back in 93, they made that album, released it in 94. It's kind of crazy to think about, right? The different tra- cool, trajectories. Man. You're going to love this. So what's that? that? That's track number five you just that was did four. or track number four? That was four. You're four. going to love So we're up to five. You're going to love this. You're going to love this next one. It's a Bridgestone ad. No. <laughs> you're not going to know yet because that's off the video. This, you're going to know this Saturday. Yeah. As a shorty playing in the front yard of the crib, fell down and I bumped my head. Somebody held me up and asked me if I bumped my head. I, I said, said, yeah. Flip mode. And then they said, oh, so that means you're going you to switch it on them. I said, yeah, flip mode. And I couldn't decide whether to whether to put Wuha or Hands Where My Eyes Could See or 
or any of his because he's got so many classics and I couldn't decide what track to choose and that may still change before the final edit but I just love that Give Me Some More track so much so I had Break Your Neck oh, and then I took it off yeah that's a great track too amazing track. track he's people or, forget how influential and how big he was I think you know the the sample in, in um, Give Me Some More yeah isn't that off uh, Psycho the movie Psycho by Alfred Hitchcock I don't know I'm pretty sure it is I'm not sure if it is that's a very good pickup by you because I was not aware if you've ever watched that movie My obviously n- a, a film m- classic but my next one is a track that you're not going to know. Um, it's a Saul Williams, 1987. Let's just skip that one. So well, you're let's not going to gonna be able to pick it. Let's go to, let's go to track seven. Uh, the next one after that is... I, I only managed to get one female into this whole list. And it's a, a rap song by Lily Allen from England. And um, I thought about it a lot. And I'm pretty sure one of her tracks is going to make it. Because I think it should be... I mean, I've listened to quite a lot of... Not nowhere near as much as to, to male rappers. But I really dig this track. That's because there aren't that many. Proportionally. There definitely isn't proportionally. 100%. I don't think it's us being sexist. It's just exposure. And how many do it. But either way, it's a track I love. And so, big fan of it. So, um, that, that may make the list. This next one... I think you're going to really dig. <laughs> awesome. Set adrift. I still remember when I first heard that track. It was some ridiculous hour of the night. Must have been, I don't know, must have been school highlighters or something. Yeah. And I was, uh, this is when I was living in McGregor and watching like late night Rage and then I had that on. Yeah. Remember when Rage, is Rage even still on? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's on all the time now because even during the week it's on now because they've got four digital channels. So the comedy channel, I think, or the, the comedy slash kids channel, well, the, one of the channels from about midnight onwards, a lot of nights just plays Rage. It's good. Rage was amazing. Rage was one of the, one of the very few ways that you could actually listen to uh, hip hop like artists that you probably never heard of um, or even just the stuff that you did like that you couldn't really watch anywhere else because no one else really showed it like you know if you want to see Ice-T or something like that there, there wasn't any other way to get it this there was, was no way the internet obviously yeah yeah we used to record um, videotapes of stuff yeah. off Rage and then copy and then the only way to get that it. Yeah. to cassettes and remember because like, my dad had that sweet Nakamichi cassette player we would then dub like a bunch of they do a hip hop special <laughs> It's it's not that sweet Nakamichi tape player. It's the Nakamichi tape player. Yes. They were the tape player. Yes, that is correct. The three heads. Having three heads on a tape player when most just had the single head that did both things. I think that's how it worked. It's, um, yeah, we used to just re- record the rap special. Whenever they do a hip-hop special, we'd record that on a VHS for four hours and then pick and choose our favorite tracks and then copy them onto a cassette, a 90-minute cassette and then listen to that in the car. Bootlegs. Crazy. Yeah. Because, yeah, like Crazy you times. said, no other way to find out about these tracks and no other way to get a copy of them, especially when we couldn't afford. Like you'd have to import a CD for $40 if you wanted to maybe find something. 
Yeah. And these days you can just stream it on your phone. Piece of cake or on YouTube. So easy. So easy. Are you ready for the second last one? Yep. In, in my... Now... Good choice. <laughs> you had to... You had to get at least one gangster arm. I had to. I had to. I was... I was stuck between that and so many others. Ex-girl to next girl. Um, I thought about Mass Appeal. Oh, hard yeah. to learn. Oh, it's so many. Even, so many even Moment of Truth. <laughs> yeah. Um, what, my, my advice to you, um, so, many, so many tracks of so many of their albums, I thought of... Check, check the technique though. I just thought about that. I thought that the lyrics on that track yeah. are ridiculous. They are ridiculous. If you listen to that Absol- album, beginning to end, he absolutely tears it up. He, it's just gold. There's the rhyming on that album. I I don't think you can do better than that. You can just be as good as that. Yeah, it's agreed. Just the the fast songs, the slow songs, the like. What you want this time? Think about that. Oh, all of those yeah. tracks. It's just... Lyrically, lyrically, I think you're right. It doesn't get better than Just that. to get a rep. Just... Oh. Are you ready for the last one? Let's do the last one. You'll know this, but I'm curious to see how quick well, you pick it up. Yuck Mouth. Great track, that one. It's one of the few ones... Where he raps how he used to rap with loonies and doesn't do that really thick guttural voice. You know how he uses quite a thick voice on that album a lot, on the Thugged Out album, but he goes for that um, basically, yeah, sounding how he used to sound with um, I Got Five On It type storytelling vibe, which I just, I could listen to that track 50 times in a row. Such a great track. And I don't think he gets the respect that he deserves either. Bit underground. Yeah, definitely. But no one, no one. People always come out with these lists of top fifty rappers of all time, top hundred rappers of all time. He's never anywhere near he, those. He's lists. never on that list. He's yeah. never near those lists. He's never honorable mention. He's never anything. And you listen to him, and you're like, oh, he's doing a bunch of things now that then got copied by the, like a lot of that. Um, the things that I do like about guys like Lil Wayne and all that. They're copying stuff from the loonies. They're copying stuff from mm. Yuck Mouth. They're copying a lot of that stuff. And no one ever says anything about it because no one knows where they first heard it. But I know smoke there's things lot. I've missed. Like you said. Smoke a lot records. Smoke a lot records. <laughs> I mean... 10 tracks is like you said, you just miss out on so many. So you kind of got to make peace with the fact that you're cutting 50 favorites already and you're just picking a, a range of stuff. I think we should pick themes. So sub themes. So, you know, top 10 hip hop tracks, you know, lyrical tracks or top 10 hip hop tracks, you know, when you go running or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Party ones. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. just if you're chilling out. Yeah. That, I think that's going to make it a bit more manageable because there's so many tracks. I think we do that next. For this one, this is just a top 20 overall. And then we can do yeah. like a top 20 of 1980s, top 20 yeah. 1990s, top 20 dance we, ones. We can do, then we can do like top 20 R&B tracks. There's yeah. got to be some R. Kelly in there. Oh, the, the R&B one. Oh, the R&B one's going to be great. Rock is going to be great. 
Montel Jordan. <laughs> top R. 20. Kelly. The top 20 Montel Jordan tracks. <laughs> we'll do a top 50 Montel Jordan tracks of all time. <laughs> yeah. Montel Jordan. Carl Thomas. R. Kelly, Carl Thomas. Keith Sweat. Boys to Men. Oh, man. Bring back memories. Jodeci, the hotel, the hotel, the hotel. <laughs> PM Dawn. PM Dawn are going to be one of the few groups that end up on hip hop and R&B. Oh, I've just realized I've left yeah. off Chaos. Yeah. How can I leave off Chaos? Oh. Chaos the Canadian. Yeah. Yeah. My, I really like I said, ages. my 10 isn't, my 10 isn't, he's still releasing stuff. You know who's good? Who? The Weeknd. Oh, yes. That's going to be on the top. You know the albums, that, the three, two albums he did produced by Doc from Estero's first album? Oh, that album's... What do, you, what do you classify that album as? Estero? What genre of music? Well, obviously track two is like rock because that's like sounds like garbage and curve. You know, that kind of heavy rock. Um, mm. Track one is a trip hop track, I guess, with the fast beats. Kind of sounds like that. Um, yeah, but that overall. Erica Badu roots. Overall, I would say it's a R&B jazz album. Kind of like Erica That's Badu a- style. Same female R&B. Pop R&B. That's a damn good album. Oh, I lo- it's my favorite album of all time still. Track five, Country Living, The World I Know Is A World Too Slow, is still my favorite song of all time. So when are you going to lock down your uh, your list? Where I'll you lock it, it down. Give me a give me a due date. Do it tonight. I can't do it tonight. Because I've got to. Then just put put up what you've got, because then we can um then we can move on to the next one. Okay, I'll do on it to tonight. I'll do it before I go to bed tonight. Cool. Can you message you message me your ten, um and then we'll put it up on we'll put up the list. It's up on. No, it's already up on Facebook. Oh, it's up. You put your ten yeah, up. Just p- all right. Yeah. I'll put my just ten put up. Put it underneath mine. And um. We'll put out that'll that'll be the top twenty and uh, any listeners who um, got any feedback on any of those tracks or want to post their top ten, go for it. Put that underneath. And um, if we don't like your songs, we'll delete your post. Absolutely, I'm and you'll joking. be banned. <laughs> we'll ban you. Put you on the banned list. <laughs> Um, and then we'll do lists. We'll do the top twenty seventeen hundreds classical music. We we can be the um we can be ruthless beast monkey records. <laughs> oh, you know what track I just realised I haven't put on. Mm. I want to put he's the DJ I'm the rapper from Fresh Prince's eighty eight album. The one you know I had that on tape. Yeah, it's amazing. I man. um I got that tape of one of my sister's friends. One of her college friends. Yeah. Went to, I, think I went with my sister once to his house and he had a whole bunch of tapes. So I, I borrowed those tapes. <laughs> Long term borrow. Well, permanently borrowed. <laughs> uh, uh, like a sneaker full, uh, a sneaker box full of tapes. He, he didn't care. Yeah. And there was a whole bunch of stuff that I got. I remember like most of Ice T's albums. Oh, wow. Um, See, this, oh yeah, Ice T. There were just like some 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 gems, man. Like stuff that's like <gasps> I can't believe you have this. Yeah. Um, the colors, colors soundtrack on tape. I mean, oh, the wow. original. 
what the fuck? I mean, that was just rare as. Um, oh, I'm trying to think of what else was in there. You know, Regurgitator, um, one of their latest albums, they released a cassette tape version on the website. Did they? <laughs> they had like $10 for the cassette <laughs> with like a proper cassette casing and sleeve and all that stuff folds out with all the lyrics in it and all that. I think we should we should stop doing podcasting in 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 this digital form and just do tapes. Well, we talked so about that, there, didn't we? Yeah, we did. No one's got in touch saying they want a cassette tape version of. Um, it's honestly, it's not that hard to do. What's what's wrong with you people? Come on, anyone, get in let's touch. Get, let's get with the times. That'll be our first. That's probably the ten dollar a month or twenty dollar a month Patreon we've reward got, is going to be getting got, cassette tape versions of the podcasts. We've got a. Uh, We've got 100 Nakamichi tape decks uh, <laughs> to give away this Christmas. I don't want a lot for Christmas. Just one thing that I need. Nakamichi recorded Beast Monkey cassettes under the tree. I think in it might have been in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah. Um, where he's, he's talking to the camera in one of these scenes and in the background he's... he's He's putting on a tape and the tape is just a recording of, of like moaning and it's like a, a fake recording. Oh, of him being um, sick. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that's a Nakamichi tape deck <laughs> uh, that he's got in the background. I love the idea There's that a, a, website. a kid would have that in their fucking room. It's hilarious. You well, he was, a, he was a rich kid. So yeah, yeah he had I tell like you his what, parents just bought him I think, everything. I think dad paid... Um, Six or eight hundred dollars for that Nakamichi cassette deck in the in the late seventies, when Holy um shit. when his annual wage, his annual public service wage, was maybe six or seven grand. So it was more. So than, what? It was like a little around ten percent of his annual wage before tax. That's like that's like a five thousand dollar tape deck. <laughs> yeah. Like in today's. Yeah. Damn straight. That's um, that's like me going out right now and dropping ten grand. Or nine grand well, I guess people, on a cassette player. <laughs> people pay big money for um, bloody TVs. Yeah. But imagine one component of your stereo, not even the full stereo. Like if I spent nine grand on speakers, amplifiers, CD player now, that'd still get me some decent equipment. But if I spent nine grand on just a CD player, that would be a, a huge outlay. Check this out. I, I found the website. Yeah. It's a fair... It's, it's actually not a Nakamichi. What is it? Uh, it's, it's stuff you probably know anyway, though, because it is, it is pretty amazing stuff. So, he's got a, a Carver <laughs> M500T power amp, uh, audio wow. source EQ, uh, Carver DTL 100 CD player, and a Carver receiver. That's ridiculous. Yeah. And his PC is a um, IBM PC XT, the first XT. Uh, he's got a Bose... 901 speakers in, so the, that's in the his, background. Is that his friend's house or is that his house? That's his house. That's his bedroom. In the in the background, you can actually see the... Even back then, both were doing like the funky, you know, square yeah, kind of... Um, little cube things. Yeah. I still love those, by the way. Those little ones. Oh. Yeah, they're amazing. I love the, I love the idea of them as much as I love the, the sound of them, though. So his, his, his friend's dad was loaded with that Porsche or whatever the car was that he had. No, it was a... Um, what was it? Oh, it was a Ferrari. 
250 GT. Wow. Yeah, those those things are like in the millions. They are now. That's like the 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 original California. You know how it was like, I don't know maybe ten years ago Ferrari redid the Ferrari California. Which yeah, I've actually I seen, that. I've seen one in the flesh here in, in Canberra. I saw one out at Dixon Shops. Jesus. Um, yeah, it's it's not it's not a proper Ferrari though. The the engines at the front they're not mid engined. But anyway, still the, a nice the original sixty one is amazing. Oh, the the sixty one is amazing. The new ones I don't like so much. But I yeah. mean, it's no Mitsubishi Colt Rally Art or <laughs> Clio Spot, but it's um. It's a nice little vehicle. You were... Um, oh, quick question. Just a little mm. pop quiz. Favourite... Favourite Christmas carol? Favourite Christmas carol? Hmm. The one you were singing before, actually. All I Want for Christmas is You. Yeah. Nice. I think... I love Silent Night, but I think I'll go with Oh Holy Night. That one that's almost impossible to sing. I just remembered the um, In Living Colour Christmas special from like 1989. How, how great actually, was In Living Colour? It was amazing. That's um, pretty sure that's on YouTube, actually. All of those old episodes are on YouTube now, yeah. How amazing that there was a sketch show with the Waynes Brothers, Jim Carrey... Jim Carrey. Jamie yeah. Foxx. Who else was on it? Yeah, Damon Wayans is Homie Claws. Oh, fucking Homie the Clown. That dude. was amazing. Homie Cephas and Reese. The ones that, that kept singing that song over and over again. They never ended. They I like wonder really if any single piece of culture was more responsible for putting African American culture into the US population, the middle class population's aware, awareness more than that show. Was that MTV? I don't know what channel it was on. It might have been on BET when it first launched. Or it might, I don't think it was on maybe VH1. I don't know what channel it was on. But they had all the dances, like the In Living Colour dances, like Jennifer Lawrence, Jennifer Lopez. And um, oh, what yeah. a crazy skit show. I yeah, just remember the a... Michael Jackson, Black or White, when they ripped that off. And he, yeah. and he, he trashes the car. And the cop comes up and he goes, excuse me, officer, can you tell me if I'm black or white? <laughs> and the cop says, well, you're under arrest, son. <laughs> He's like, looks at the camera, he goes, I guess I am black then. <laughs> and everyone goes, oh. <laughs> oh, so great. So great. And I'm sure if we watched it all now, the strike rate might not be as good as we remember, but it was still good, especially for the time it was out. Remember Jim Carrey, wacky as hell as um, Fire Marshal Santa? <laughs> Playing pretty much every white character. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was crazy. All right, so listeners, if, um, if you've got some time and you want to have a good laugh, some good Christmas comedy, look up In Living Colour in YouTube, In Living Colour Christmas, and there's a whole bunch of stuff. Homie Claus is especially good. So check that out. Um, as well as the Fire Marshal Bill christmas special video as well it's it's hilarious just just good stuff man this is these are good christmas memories man i i remember watching these things late at night so you know staying up for christmas eve with the family opening the presents presents and then going home and then just watching late night television it was Mm. like rage all this kind of stuff yeah um or even back during the playstation 2 days i would stay up playing um gran turismo 
The Christmas Which, edition? Gran Turismo Christmas edition? <laughs> well, it's funny you say that because I switched it on yesterday and yeah. played played a bit and played a, a little bit today as well. And yeah, the whole thing is Christmas themed. So all the all the background music is all Christmas stuff. And yeah, it's cool. It's cool. It's a bloody good game. Uh, driver's game. Speaking of PlayStation, let me just throw this out there. I was in JB Hi-Fi yesterday and I saw they've got the PlayStation 1 Classic sitting alongside the Super Nintendo Classic, which comes with two controllers and is $120, and the normal Nintendo Classic, which comes with one controller and is $100. The PS1 Classic Classic is $150. I looked up a couple of reviews on that, and it has gotten universally panned for the versions they've put on it. Everyone has said they've mm. left off 20 or 30 of the best games. They've left off, put on the wrong versions of games. They've put on sequels when they should have put on the original. They've put on the original game when they should have put on sequels. They don't have any Gran Turismo on there. They don't have Crash Bandicoot on there. They have just cheaped out on everything and put on PAL versions instead of NTSC versions of games that they skip and start the performance is bad. Dude, I just did a quick quick search and it gets trashed trashed so it's obviously a lot harder to do what nintendo like a lot of people complained that nintendo left a couple of games off but mostly the main thing people complained about was that the the controller cords weren't long enough which isn't that big a deal if you've got a long hdmi cable it looks like sony have to go back and revisit how to do how to do a classic console because it's a shame because i never had a ps1 and i was dying to get it and now I'm like, oh, I'm gonna have to wait for a um, wait for a, a re-release of it where they fix all these problems because I don't want to pay 150 dollars for a version that doesn't actually represent what the game the system was like, you know. Yeah, that's that's dodgy as. It's disappointing, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, but, it's pretty trash, dude. I'm just looking at all the reviews. Yeah. Everyone says, yeah, this is lots of problems. Especially compared to how hmm. good... Like the Super Nintendo one, they went above and beyond. They even put on a, a Star Fox. You remember Star Fox on the Super Nintendo? So the NES, NES Mini is out? The NES Mini is out and the SNES Mini. Both are amazing. So 20, 20 games on the PlayStation Mini. So yeah. Battle Arena... Uh, Cool Borders 2, Destruction Derby, Final Fantasy 7, Grand Theft Auto, Intelligent Cube, Jumping Flash, Metal Gear Solid. That's cool. That's probably the best one I've read so far. Mr. Diller, Oddworld, Rayman, Resident Evil, Director's Cut. That's pretty good. Revelations, Persona, Ridge Racer Type 4. <gasps> Ridge Racer! Ridge Racer 2. That was awesome. Super Puzzle Fighter 2, Siphon Filter, Tekken 3, Tom Clancy's Rainbow 6, Twisted Metal, Wild Arms. Where's Street Fighter? Why isn't that on there? This is what I'm talking about. Where's Where's Grand Theft... Um, sorry, Gran Turismo. Gran Turismo is not on there. They should have put on the latest version of Gran Turismo and they should have put on Grand Theft Auto 2, not 1. Hmm. Disgraceful. There's a lot of problems and I don't know that much about it at PlayStation. I just wish... Again, I, I, wanted, I wanted to try it out and I'm not going to be trying this one out. No, nah, don't bother. Don't bother. All right. So, what's on the um the Nest Mini? On the Nest Mini. You read out the Nest Mini first. Looking it up now. Okay, Nintendo Classic Mini. Oh, look at these games. Yeah. Balloon Fight, Castlevania, Donkey Kong, Double Dragon Two, Doctor Mario, Excite Bike, Galaga, Ghosts and Goblins, Gradius, Ice Climber, Kirby's Adventure, The Legend of Zelda, Mario Brothers, 
Mega Man 2, Metroid, Ninja Gaiden, Pac-Man, Super Contra, Super Mario Bros. The Super Mario Brothers 1, 2 and 3. Zelda 2, The Adventure of Link. So that's common to all regions and then the um, North America and PAL exclusive games you get Bubble Bobble, Castlevania 2, Donkey Kong Jr., Final Fantasy, Kid Icarus, Punch-Out! featuring Mr. Dream because of Mike Tyson's... Um, Legal entanglements. Uh, yep. <laughs> Star Tropics, Tecmo Bowl, and the Japanese version gets a few exclusive titles, including Atlantis, Downtown, Negazul, Final Fantasy 3, Open Tournament Golf, River City Ransom, Solomon's Key... Zapuri, Ozumo, and uh, Yay are uh, Kung Fu. So I don't know any of those. Mostly actually, games that didn't except, get released. Except for Five Finals to Three. Yeah. yeah. But man, that's uh, what's that cost anyway? Hundred bucks, is it? Hundred bucks, and they've just they've just re- they've started reproducing them, and you have to buy. It's it's really one hundred and twenty because you have to go and buy a separate control, a separate second controller because they didn't know everyone would want to play two player. But you can use you know those little plug in controllers that you plugged into the bottom of the Wii remotes. Yep. You can use those, the ones that look like a Super Nintendo controller because they made them, the, the plug-in port is the same as the bottom of a Wii remote. So you don't, they didn't make it exclusive or anything. So apart from people complaining that the controller cord was too short, yeah. which was always the case. Um, oh, holy shit, look at this, hacking. Shortly after the NES Classics Edition's release, hackers discovered ways to unofficially add up to 700 titles to the system's <laughs> library. <laughs> if I had all as the time well in the an- world, that'd be fun. But in the meantime, the ones they've put on are pretty good for now. Oh, man, that is so cool. That's cool. And you can get bootlegs with all the na- the games on it for like $500. Yeah. Uh, so, do you want to hear the uh, Super Nintendo list, game list? Yeah, man. Okay, yeah. I got it in yeah. front of me. Super Mario World, Super Mario Kart, Super Legend of Zelda, F-Zero Racing, Super Metroid, Super Street Fighter 2, Hyper Edition, Turbo Edition, sorry, Super Punch-Out, Super Super Castlevania 4, Donkey Kong Country, Mega Man 10, Kirby Superstar, 8 games in 1, Final Fantasy 3, which was Final Fantasy 6 over here originally. Kirby's Dream Course, Star Fox, Yoshi's Island, which is Super Mario World 2, Super Mario Role-Playing Game, which is like an RPG, Contra 3, The Secret of Mana, which is an epic RPG, Super Ghosts and Ghouls, and Earthbound, which is another RPG. But guess what else they included? They put on the unreleased Star Fox 2, which eventually got remade into Star Fox 64, which no one had ever played before. So they even put on tw- they put on 20 games or 21 games plus that bonus. So they went out of their way to to re to finish a game that never got released. Crazy, right? And that's 120 Man. with two controllers. And you can get that. I feel like a child again. It's amazing, hey. It makes me feel happy which is what it was all about it was about feeling happy yeah what was the name of that that crazy fighting game with like ridiculous combos that you could do killer instinct that came out on this nest that's it killer yeah, instinct. They don't, it's not on the system though you know why because microsoft controversial. didn't let them oh really because it they own game? rareware 
Remember Microsoft uh, bought Rareware? So they paid to put Donkey Kong Country on because Nintendo still owned Donkey Kong. That's the biggest shame about these um, classic consoles. Like I, this, the Nintendo 64 classic, I don't know if that's going to have Bond, Perfect Dark, Banjo-Kazooie, Donkey Kong 64, yeah. because they're all, all Rareware titles. Hopefully by that point, they can just, things will have come far enough that they just let them do it. But we'll see. Maybe this, that's one reason they're probably taking a while to get it through because they're still working on those deals. Because if you think about how great the 64 classic would be. You know what they should do as well? What? They should do a, a mini power glove just for old time's sake. And a mini, <laughs> and a mini zapper. <laughs> and the mini zapper would be great. The mini power glove. Oh. You, just, you just put it like on your thumb. It fits around your thumb. <laughs> How crazy. How crazy that they were trying stuff like the Power Glove when they did. Remember the ad? They made it look like it was like a Wii remote where you would like punch in the air and it would work for punch out. Do you remember that, remember that movie Big with Tom, Tom Hanks. Hanks? Yeah, yeah. That, those are the people that run Nintendo. <laughs> it's true. Seriously. Big kids growing up. They've, they've been doing it since always. Mm. Like innovating. Yeah, that's true. It's true. I guess it's the reason you've still got these, like you mentioned episodes ago, That remember the old Nintendo portables that had two controllers coming out of them? And mm. now that looks almost identical to the Nintendo Switch. Like they've been dreaming exactly. of that since the early yeah. 80s. And 40 years later, 35 years later, they release a console that has two detachable controllers and you can play multiplayer anywhere in the world. On a bus, on a plane... But also so still fun. play games like the new Zelda and the new Mario Odyssey, which is get 100 out of 100 from all the reviewers. Unreal. I'll tell you what I saw this week. Pretty crazy. PlayStation 4, entry level, $259. Did we mention that on the last episode? Mm, I don't think you did. $259 for a PS4. Christmas sales at Big W. Normal version though, not not the... Um, oh yeah, the entry the level. Like you still pay 200 more for the Pro, but it's still 150 mm. off the normal price. But for someone who is really considering not getting one because they don't have the money or the time, but they might want to try Red Dead Redemption 2, 259 makes it a lot more... Like it was 400 when I went into JB and asked about it two weeks ago. I said, what's the best price for a PS4? And they're like, yeah, 399. I'm like, oh yeah, cool. <laughs> See you later. Now it's one hundred and forty dollars cheaper than that. That's considerable. Same with um, the games as well. Even on the PSN store, just dropped for Christmas. Um, yeah. I guess they got to compete. Oh. Hey, I'm downloading a couple right now. You know what's crazy? Hmm. The Switch hasn't dropped. No, it hasn't. None of the games, it's, none of the consoles. It's all just as expensive as it's been all year because it's obviously still selling a lot. Supply and demand. I guess also it's a lot newer. So obviously PS4 has been out for a few years now, whereas the Switch, this is probably only its second Christmas. So they can't really take that hit when they're selling so many. Dude, I'm looking at a at a photo of someone who basically built a dome and put the nintendo power glove inside that dome mm. so it's kind of like the um 
you remember in, in Aliens? I thought you were going to say Terminator 2, the hand. <laughs> <laughs> in Aliens? That, that, that's what it was. Like, Nintendo is, is basically Cyberdyne. And... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. I that's, can imagine that's where them... they got the... All their crazy innovations is, you know, because they sent a robot from the future into the past to try and kill um, the mother of of, uh, of the uh, CEO of Sony. Um, <clears throat> because in the future, there's a war between um, Sony and Nintendo. And Apple. A nuclear exchange. Do you reckon um, Sony will have a team back up with Nintendo? No. Do you reckon that's a permanent split then? Because you know they were making a... The PlayStation was originally a CD attachment for the Super Nintendo. That could happen, I guess. But Sony... I mean, I, I haven't checked how that company's performing, but it was only a couple of years ago I read how um, the only really the only thing really making money in the company was the PlayStation. They'd lost money pretty much everywhere, everywhere else because of, you know, the Sony Ericsson phones died. yeah. yeah. TVs, you know, basically taken over by Samsung. Yeah. They've lost a lot of their market share. That's what I'm saying. Like, obviously, the PlayStation still sell a lot of games and do well, but if they're hemorrhaging from every other department... Because obviously, like, we know the Xbox loses money, but Microsoft just like having that market share. But they lose money. They've been, they haven't made money on, on an Xbox console since the original one. When Halo first came out? Yeah, I don't know. They, they sell a lot in the that. US, but they don't sell, like, percentage-wise. They don't sell a lot in Japan or Europe. But uh, they don't want to lose that market share, just in case people... Like, it, it allows them to keep having that hold, I guess. Control. It's worth the brand name, I think. I'm going to get myself a Power Glove t-shirt made. Do I'm it. gonna wear that. Do it. The Beast Monkey Power Glove shirt. Maybe that can be our first shirt. Glove. We'll do yeah. a lim- we'll do a limited run and sell them on the on the Facebook page. Alf, if you're listening, we need a Beast Monkey with a power glove on his uh, on his right hand. Playing on oh, a man. on a TV, playing Punch Out. Good times, good times they were. What time is it? 8.46 8.46, 8.47, 8.48. What else you got on tonight? You're up pretty early. You're about to hit the sack, right? Yeah, yeah. I better get to bed. Yeah. I'm about to give Camille, my big Malamute, her thyroxine for her thyroid issue and then take the two out for a bit about an hour and a half stroll in the evening summer air. Come back, ride the exercise bike. Maybe watch A Most Wanted Man if I've got the energy. And um, wrap some Christmas presents and go to bed. Cool. Oh, and maybe do some weights. Maybe do a bit of legs and chest and back if I have time as well. You are a creature of the night. Oh, and finish off my top 10 tracks and put together a little audio mix I'm making of something else. God, that's a lot to do in the next few hours, isn't it? So before we wrap up, what theme should we do? Of our next should playlist. Yep. Yep. I reckon we go should to R and B next. We do a we Let's do an do overall R and B. Before we start diving down into subgenres, I think we go a full R and B and a full rock. 
electronic after that. And a full electronic. So we'll go with R&B next. And then we can do world music. Ten tracks each. <laughs> we'll pick one track each for world music. <laughs> <laughs> oh, does R&B include Stevie Wonder? Or is that going to be like... That? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's or, maybe different, like a different mo- like classic, mu- old, mu- old school music like Cat Stevens, Stevie Wonder, you know, like... Um, so n- 90s then like new r&b yeah 90s 90s plus 90s plus r&b yeah that makes sense that's good so we can have stuff like i'd die without you by pam dawn yeah and uh boys to men motown motown philly back again end of the road um what was the name of that uh that producer is it track track masters oh <laughs> Oh, and and P Diddy or P when he was Puff Daddy. Fucking Puff uh-huh. Daddy, huh? Oh uh-huh. yeah, that yeah. Tells everyone start. Yeah, that tells uh-huh. everyone bad start. boy. Like, Go away. Go away, Puff Daddy. <laughs> and then after that, I loved how. Yeah. He, he would get his artist to come to the studio, record a full album, and then he would in post production, uh, put his own shit. His voice just going. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know what's even bad crazier boy. than that? Sometimes the album was already recorded in a different studio, like that GDEP special delivery. That song was recorded a year earlier on GDEP's dime, and then he signed him to Bad Boy and just yelled over the top of the whole track. <laughs> One of the what most narcissist. disgraceful fucking pieces. That's worse. If I could choose two things in, in GDEP's life, one would be him not going to prison, and two would be fixing that track. I'd probably fix that track first. And we, then we should do a get him out. Beast Monkey remix. <laughs> we should remix that album. You can find versions of almost all those songs on that album without Puff Daddy on them. If you look up on YouTube or you look up original versions of things. But it's a Ah, oh, it's a damn shame. Like the first forty seconds of that is just Puff Daddy going, Yeah! Oh! Like screaming into the microphone with a weird like double echo on him. Oh, it gives me, it makes me cringe right now. That's how bad it is. Uh, we've got the, uh, the Beast Monkey remix of, um, getting jiggy with it. <laughs> it goes for 12 seconds. It's the same feeling. <gasps> getting it's, a, it's a great, it's a great remix. Oh, and the extended Re- remix that- of Please Don't Go. That's right. That's in my top 10, by the way. Okay, so that's like... Are you sure that's not like 80... That's 80... 91, 92, definitely. Yeah, yeah, I thought yeah. it might have been 89. No, Watch that I'll one. look it up. I'll Check see. Them. I'll see where it fits. Um, Please don't go. Don't go. Don't go away. Please. Hey, hey, hey. hey. I need your love. And I'm on my knees. On my knees. Please, 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 please don't go. I want you, baby. I want you to know. And it just goes over and over and over again. Who was, who was track, that again? Oh, uh, that was... um. Oh, God damn it. How do I not See, know that? I need some alpha brain or something. Look it up, look it up, look it up. Please don't go. I need go. to do alpha brain before. Uh, KWS, wasn't it? KWS, yeah, yeah, yeah. Classic, huh? And let me ask quickly, are we going to do a soft rock and a hard rock? Mix different ones, or we're we just gonna do rock music full stop. 
No, I think we should do soft and hard. Yeah, I think so too. Because I want to put stuff like um, Big Audio Dynamite Rush. Ah. You know I, mean? I think I bought the I bought that yeah on on I bought the single on tape. If I had my time again, I would do it all the same. So that that would go on the soft, and then stuff like Nine Inch Nails would go on the hard. Hmm. And like yeah, that's the, see if we get into like industrial, like I, I, I could only give you Nine Inch Nails tracks because <sighs> that's the only industrial music I like. <clears throat> well, not just too, not just industrial, just heavier. So like live, you always like live, didn't you? I love live. Yeah, it's yeah. grunge. Yeah, nineties grunge. I would put grunge. grunge and heavy together. So nail, I would like because I don't know a lot of grunge stuff. We will see how we go. We'll see how we go when we get to it. There weren't that many. I mean, other than Nirvana and Live, that's probably about it. Uh, actually, no. There's other good good bands, but I like them the most. Yeah. Like, I, I still listen to Nirvana today. I still listen to to Live, but yeah. even Live, there's the. I think it was the second album that they did called Throwing Copper. Yeah. Which is an amazing album. Um, I'll never get sick of that. In fact, I have good memories of listening to that on my Sony Walkman, way back in the day. <clears throat> How nice Sony Walkmans. I've enjoyed this episode, man. Yeah, it's memory flowing by. Memory lane. How quick has this episode gone? There it's you go. It's gone real quick. It's gone real quick, even with technical issues. Um, let's get some user feedback as well. Listener feedback. If anyone liked the technical issues, we'll try and get more technical issues on later episodes. We'll do a special remix of our... Um technical issues <laughs> and also we want to hear what people think about those classic consoles whether anyone who has got the ps if someone's gone out and bought the playstation one before reading all the bad reviews and they've got an alternative take that it's actually not that bad and it's still worth getting we want to hear about that as well because i always prefer hearing real people versus the online mafioso we uh, still have a sealed copy of destiny christmas edition available yes no um, one's asked for that yet. What's the challenge to get that? What do you have to do? Uh, you have to you have to call us. You have to call us while we're recording. <laughs> <laughs> you have to guess, <laughs> which is pretty easy because sometimes we go six to eight weeks without recording an episode. So you have to guess our phone number using your judgment and skill. To quote Fry and Laurie. You have to guess our phone number and then you have to guess the time that we're recording. And if you ring us while we're recording and guess the magic number that we're thinking of in our head at that time on a scale of one to a thousand, you get a free copy of Destiny. Christmas edition. Christmas edition. All jokes aside, we really do have a copy of Destiny for a lucky listener. If someone wants to get in touch. Sealed. A sealed copy of Destiny 2. Destiny 2. That's Destiny right. 2 for the PlayStation 4? For the PS4. For the PS... Exclusive title. Actually, no, I'm, I'm wrong about that. You can get it for other consoles. It's on the Xbox as well. Anyway, get in touch if you want to win that. Tell us why in 25 words or less. Something. Tell us something in 25 words or less. Just anything. Just, just type 25 in a comment in the Facebook page <laughs> and, and you get a Christmas edition copy of Destiny 2. Yeah. List, so, you, yeah, list um, your top 25 Super Nintendo games in 25 words or less. <laughs> <laughs>
Cool. Let's wrap this up. Let's do it. All right. Good night, man. That was good. Have a good one. Thank you, listeners. Speak to you soon. Merry Christmas, Bye. everyone. Bye.